Hi, I'm Serena Lowe. If you're used to hearing that introverts are shy, anxious, antisocial, and lack good communication and leadership skills, then this podcast is for you. You're about to fall in love with the calm, introspective, and profound person that you are. Discover what's fun, unique, and powerful about being an introvert, and how to make the elegant transition from quiet achiever to quiet warrior in your life and work, anytime you want, in more ways than you imagined possible. Thanks for being here. Welcome to Episode 7 of the Quiet Warrior Podcast. I'm Serena Lowe, the Quiet Warrior Coach. In today's episode, I want to talk about small talk. When I ask fellow introverts about things they find challenging, small talk invariably comes up on the list. So what is small talk and why does it make introverts so uncomfortable? To understand this, we need to understand how introverts are different and how we like to communicate. For one, we prefer depth and intimacy in conversations and connections. So we can talk quite comfortably one-on-one or with a small group of people about topics we care about or know about. But if we're in a large group and everyone is talking, the topic of conversation is random or irrelevant or uninspiring or about something we don't care about. We might tune out and become increasingly invisible as the evening wears on. On a day-to-day basis, small talk could look like being asked about the weather or how your day is going. And that could completely throw an introverted person off because they are wondering which of the 1,000 different unrelated things going on in their inner world are appropriate to share with a person asking an innocent question like, how's your day going? An introvert struggles to just say, good thanks, which is the minimum acceptable social answer, because that level of response just isn't good enough. It doesn't cover even a fraction of what's going on in our world right now. And we are nothing if not earnest and honest. The problem is, if I really told you what's going on in my world right now, including all the things I'm thinking about and feeling and pondering at a philosophical and existential level, I might scare you away and you might never talk to me again. So there is a time and a place for deep and meaningful conversation. And of course, being around the right people makes a lot of difference. An extrovert gets energized by being around other people and by talking out their ideas and thoughts on the fly. An introvert, on the other hand, gets energized by being around people too, provided they are the right kind of people, people of a similar wavelength, with similar values and energy and thinking and aspirations. When an introvert is around kindred spirits like these, it's easy to forget one's natural inhibitions. We could talk and laugh for hours and not notice that four hours have gone by, and it's probably time to go home. So what can an introvert do if you find yourself in a social situation or a work situation or at school where you have to make small talk and participate in group discussions and where you might get judged for how much or how little you speak up. In the last three years, I've been working in a niche retail role as the manager of an op shop, where I'm literally the first person customers encounter and the one they talk with 99% of the time. It is what you call a customer-facing role, which introverts might shy away from because it sounds a bit too intense and people-oriented. Imagine having to talk to a wide range of persons face-to-face, read physical and emotional cues, and respond appropriately and quickly, 
and doing this every day. Ideal for someone extroverted and outgoing, right? The stereotype of an introvert tends to be that of someone who works quietly, behind the scenes, using their technical skills and intellect, answering queries and solving problems via email or chat or the phone, where communication tends to be a bit more removed and transactional and specific, and there is distance between the parties. Now, by way of explanation, for those not familiar with the term op shop, it refers to opportunity shop, which is a thrift store or a secondhand store that sells goods that range from brand new with tags on to used but in serviceable condition, donated by members of the public at a significantly marked down price that makes them affordable for people on tight budgets. They are often run by charitable or religious organizations, the Thing Salvation Army, Brotherhood of St. Lawrence, Vinnie's, and most of the staff are volunteers. Op shops are a great way to recycle and reduce waste and combat the problem of fast fashion. And the number of times customers have exclaimed with delight because they found something no longer in production that reminds them of their childhood or their grandma is another good reason why so many Aussies love op shopping. An op shop is also the kind of place where anyone can drop in for a chat and know that they will be made to feel welcome. On any day, a customer might want to talk about their health challenges, problems at work, problems with the system, problems at home, worries about the future, or just to express their sadness at having lost a loved one. Try doing that in a chain store. That means that as an introverted manager, I have to be ready at any moment to go from, good morning, how are you, which is all that is needed 90% of the time, to being a listening ear and a soothing presence. Over time, small talk becomes a gateway to a deeper level of conversation and the possibility of friendship. Talking about the newest merchandise just put on display, look at this gorgeous piece. It looks like it might be your size and it still has its tags on. It would look really nice for a night out. Why don't you try it on? Or, this book just came in. Have a look at this book cover. Isn't it a work of art? Etc. Making it all about the customer, making it fun, not being too attached to an outcome. These are ways I use small talk at work to build rapport. The same goes with social or business networking situations where small talk is unavoidable. Go prepared. Look for ways to transition from self-introductions and standard questions like, have you been to this event before? To something more open-ended, where the answer is not just yes or no, but requires a bit of thinking. The other person's responses could teach you something new, or at least give you an insight into how they think and what they value. Let your curiosity guide you and your intuition suggest what to say next. It won't always be smooth. But when you do meet someone who shares similar perspectives and values, it will make the conversation much more enjoyable and memorable. So here's what I've learned and continue to learn about small talk. People are human. They appreciate it when others show respect, courtesy, sincerity, and curiosity. A big smile always helps to set the tone of the interaction, especially when you are meeting someone for the first time. Let your smile signal, I'm so pleased to meet you today. And make sure you mean it, because nothing is worse than faking it. It's exhausting, and people can see through insincerity. 
Pay attention when people reveal bits of personal information, like the fact that they are a parent or a grandparent, or their son's sports event, or their milestone celebration. And make sure you follow up with a kindly question or comment the next time you see them that shows you remembered what they said. It will go a long way to sow trust and likability and build rapport in your relationship. Small talk is like a muscle. The more you practice, the better you get. Don't let the initial or occasional awkwardness deter you from persisting. I may not always enjoy small talk or be fluent at it. Some days I find my responses don't quite match what was said to me, and I cringe inwardly. But this happens to everyone at some point, usually because we are so used to certain automatic responses that we don't pause to think if it's the right one for this occasion. I see small talk as a necessary social grace that eases the way for a more involved conversation. Or none at all, which is okay too. I'm much more comfortable and at ease greeting customers with a big smile and a how are you today than I was three years ago. Practice really does make progress. Even if you see small talk as superficial, you can still deliver it in such a way that it is congruent with your values and personality. This has been a revelation and a joy for me once I realized it. As someone who values connection, I see small talk as an opportunity to show respect and social courtesy to other people and as the first step in an interaction. Whether the other person wishes to take it to the next level is their decision, not mine, meaning that it is not my responsibility and I need not feel burdened about what happens next or get too attached to a certain outcome. There is great freedom in looking at it this way. Also, as someone who values growth and learning, the process of mastering small talk and getting comfortable with it has been a challenge for me, one that I'm happy and proud to say I have just about mastered, in the sense that I now know in a very real and practical way that I can talk to just about anyone who comes through the door of my op shop. Of course, if that person is not in the mood to talk and just wants to browse, that's fine. But for the other 90%, it is a great feeling to know that I don't have to get into a cold sweat or suffer brain fog trying to overthink what to say and do. I just slip naturally and easily into my social persona, the one I cultivate specially for occasions like this. And I start chatting. And this brings me to an important point, which is also a great way to conclude this episode. Part of being a quiet warrior is having the ability and the capacity to rise up, step up, or slip into whatever mode or persona best serves the need of the occasion, whether that be to speak up, to lead, to advocate, to promote, to network, to make small talk. They are creative and authentic ways for us as introverts to make these occasions a time to shine rather than a time to hide. It's up to us to find those ways and to decide which ones resonate most, which ones are most in sync with our values, which ones feel most like us. And we can only do so by consistently taking imperfect action to experiment and to refine and to move forward. Thanks for joining me today and see you on the next episode. I'm so grateful that you're here today today. 
If you found this content valuable, please share it on your social media channels and subscribe to the show on your favorite listening platform. Together, we can help more introverts thrive. To receive more uplifting content like this, connect with me on Instagram at Serena Lowe, Quiet Warrior Coach. Thank you for sharing your time and your energy with me. See you on the next episode.